I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Denise, Denise Whiteley, in episode 105, which was on the subject of how to market your online course. And the week before that was also with Denise. That was episode 104, how to set up your online course. Denise is returning in two weeks' time for episode 108, I think. And it's all about how to launch your online course. So three parts of that series will be complete with episode 108 with Denise Whiteley in two weeks' time. And today I'm going to focus on business again, which is how to create a one-page training proposal. And I have a story about how that worked for me just last week. This is episode 105 of the Training Business Podcast. Hey, and welcome to the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Every week we bring you exciting news and interviews with training business experts and training business entrepreneurs from around the world. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Here's your host, Mark Garrett Hayes. Hi, my name is Mark. I'm the host of the Training Business Podcast. And it's my privilege and pleasure to welcome you to the show. If this is your first time here, welcome. And if it's not your first time here, welcome back. And this by now, you should know, is the show for freelance trainers, for training business owners, for training consultants just like you and me all around the world. And the goal of this show and every episode of the show is to help you to start to grow and to scale a profitable training business. Back in episode 58, I had the pleasure of having Kyle Racky on the show. Kyle is CEO of Proposify.com, which is one of the fastest growing online proposal software platforms in the world. And on that episode, Kyle explained how his technology helps people like you and me to create a formal multi-section, multi-page training proposal, contract if you will, which people open online through web browsers and can sign digitally. Now, there are lots of features along with that software, including the ability to create templates, which allow you to reuse the same design, to customize that design quite intricately, and to add legally binding electronic signatures, plus embed videos, integrate with Salesforce, integrate with Stripe, and so much more. Now, Kyle will not mind my saying this, but one, all of that's a bit of a learning curve, if you're starting off. Two, you may not need all the features. And three, you can invest a lot more time in designing multi-section, multi-page proposals than you need to. And I can think of the time in the past when I've spent hours, sometimes a day and a half, perfecting a proposal and sending that in the mail, waiting for someone to receive it physically, only to have someone say to me, uh, that's not what I wanted, or you've missed something or misunderstood something. I would rather these days get a one-page rough proposal in someone's hands ASAP, literally the same hour or day, and have them react to that and guide me on how to improve it. What, what do you think of what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Well, I'll tell you that that's what I did last week, as recently as four days ago, and it worked. I won the training contract. So what could a one-page training proposal look like? That's what today is going to be covered in 30 minutes or less. The first thing I would say is no, no legalese. Avoid the training contract legal jargon because this is not yet a training contract. We're not there yet. The training contract itself 
comes later. That is a legal document. But for now, I want someone simply to approve this statement of work. What we've just discussed on the phone or face-to-face on Zoom. And to my mind, that comprises a couple of things. One, what is the purpose of your training? What is the business need that your training is meeting? Secondly, what are the details of the program, the answer to that problem they have? And to my mind, that means description of the program, the modules, etc. Just roughly at this stage. Number three, dates. In other words, when this will begin, the initial training date, the the final training date, some interim dates in between, perhaps for catch up with the managers, etc. And lastly, number four, investment costs. In my case, 50% upfront and 50% on the start of training. Now, the story is that a business found my Google ad, booked a Calendly call. We discussed requirements on the phone, the background, who decision makers are, the timings involved, and I sent over within 60 minutes a suggested program. In fact, I kind of co-designed it with her as I was speaking on the phone. She suggested improvements, and those changes were made with her on the phone. By 11 o'clock the next morning, I had approval from her board of directors. So the goal here is to give someone something they can scan and say yes too quickly. Or, in this case, to give this person I'm speaking to something that they can scan and give to someone else internally that they can scan and quickly say yes to. There's no legalese yet until you have an agreement in place. So I'm not yet there. I wasn't there at this point. I am now. But if you get bogged down in creating this master multi-page contract full of legal jargon, which no one has yet gone through, this can be off-putting. The legalese is not the agreement. The legalese is simply the set of conditions supporting the agreement. Does that make sense? I think so. Number two, what can you use to create this one-page document? Well, you could use something very simple, and simple's the key word here. Simple like Microsoft Word or Apple Pages or even better still, an online document through G Drive. That's the Google Docs facility, which comes with your Gmail account. You type this up, this one-page document, and because the document is actually online already, it's through your browser on G Drive, you can share this document live in real time with this person you're speaking to, the prospect, and you can invite that person to watch while you make edits to it on the phone. So you could have a rough skeleton draft done very quickly and share this with a person and they can edit this or even watch you edit this on their screen. And when, if you're feeling more confident in time and you can afford to, you could use a service like and.co, that's A-N-D dot C-O, and.co, and that's a freelance resources platform from Fiverr. Fiverr, of course, is the company that has you know, a bunch of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of contractors online offering you services like copywriting and coding and design, etc. So Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. I use them for a bunch of things like podcast editing and graphic design, etc. People on that platform are people who help me with things that I need to do. So one of the things they've done recently is provide this freelance resources platform for independent contractors 
This is the address I've just given you, and.co, and .co. And they're not the only ones in the marketplace, of course, doing this. You've got DocuSign, Proposify, which I've mentioned, HelloSign, and one I quite like is called Panda Doc, like the bear, Panda. Well, maybe people will argue with me and say that's not a bear. Strictly speaking, a panda's not a bear. I'm not going to go into that today, but Pandadoc, P-A-N-D-A-D-O-C, is a great platform because, again, it comprises multiple features. You can create proposals and contracts, and, of course, you can integrate your invoices, online invoices, with digital signatures and a payment gateway like Stripe, which means, basically, you can do everything online, create the proposal online, send it to someone online. You can create an actual formal legal contract online. You can create an invoice online and then get someone to sign that contract electronically using e-signatures. And then, of course, you can issue the invoice online. When people pay that, it's done through Stripe, which, of course, is a payment gateway, which connects directly to your bank account. Now, if you described all of what I've just described to you to someone 10 years ago, they'd have thought this was fantasy. But right now, these days, there is almost no point in sending anything through the post anymore. I can recall an occasion in 2017 where, as I said, I spent time typing up something elaborate, printed this thing off, sent this through the post, waited days for it to come back. All of that's gone because the world has moved on. All of this is gone because the world has moved on. And a conversation I had with a trainer two weeks ago, confirm this. She told me that e-signatures are really the way to go now. People are increasingly cool about electronic signatures. And not so long ago, it was a little weird to ask people to sign something without a pen. Not anymore, because you don't want to have to print something off and post it. Believe you me, if it's maybe a training contract with an organization that stipulates something physical, even then, you could email them a PDF and they could print this off on their end. But sending things through the post these days, for a bunch of reasons, isn't really efficient. Not least because with COVID, postage times are enormous. My sister lives in the Netherlands and I sent something to her in July. It took two and a half weeks to get there. This was, It's ridiculous. And this is in one economic entity, the EU. Number three today is... The question, what could be in this one-page proposal? What's on this page? And I said that you're aiming for simplicity here. You've already understood what I've said, that there are a couple of things which belong in this one page. One, the purpose of training, which is the business need of your customer. Two, the details of the program, your description, your modules. Three, the dates and time. And four, the investment and costs. But rather than just hammer out a page Quickly, I think you want to put some thought into the other things which belong on this page. Number one, branding. So you want this to look official. I upload into G Drive and, of course, into PandaDoc that I use my coach logo, my inside sales coach logo, and the registered trademark symbol. And then, of course, my name and my academic title, MBA, and sales training. And you might think, what on earth has my title? or accreditation to do with anything? Well, the answer is a lot, because if you think of, maybe you've heard of this book, I've mentioned it before on the show, it's The the Principles or the Psychology of Persuasion by Dr. Robert Cialdini. It came out in the mm, 80s, in fact, I think the early 80s, 
And his work has influenced companies like Amazon and eBay and TripAdvisor, Expedia, and many, many more, because it points out how people are persuaded to do things. There are six principles in total. I highly recommend the book to you. And I use four of those principles when I'm creating proposals. So in answer to the question, why would I put something like my academic title or accreditation in this proposal? The answer is because it convinces people of my right to speak on the subject. And that's the principle of authority from Dr. Robert Cialdini. So you're pointing out why you have credibility, authority in a particular domain. So for example, if it's sales training, it could be a sales training accreditation. If it's resilience training, perhaps you're a member of some institute or you've done some qualification in this field and so on. The next thing, of course, is what you have in common with that person's company. So if you've got uh, more than just training, a shared experience, if you've got actual work experience in that person's sector, in their domain, working for companies just like theirs, that also belongs in that document. So achievements, awards, connections, experience, all of this, when it's in writing, has a psychological effect on someone's mind. They're thinking this person's qualified, but also experienced. They know what it's like to be in the shoes of someone just like me. You can talk to my people when I put you in front of my people and relate to them in terms of shared experiences. So if I'm, for example, working in the finance sector, I would like to think that the trainer addressing me has experience in the finance sector. If I'm dealing with someone in, let's say, medical sales, I would like to think that someone has an understanding, practical understanding of what it is to be and work in the medical industry. It's the same with hospitality and so on. Of course, then, something else that's very powerful, and I often do not see this on a proposal, is the principle of scarcity. And this is important. You need to emphasize that the proposal, the offer you're making, is constrained. It's valid until X date. Why? Because you want people to make a decision quickly. If people feel that they have all the time in the world, as the song goes, to make a decision about whether to hire you, well, they will. They will, they'll delay. They'll feel they can prevaricate and look around and shop and find someone else. So I want to put on that proposal a deadline by which I want a decision, yay or nay, yes or no. And to my mind, it's something around the five to seven days. And that's being generous. I do know trainers who require a decision within 48 or 24 hours. I think that's a bit strict or steep, but certainly five to seven days is acceptable. That's the principle of scarcity. And the last principle from Dr. Robert Cialdini is, of course, the principle of social proof, perhaps his most famous principle. The idea being that you should, at least I do, include on a proposal a testimonial or two from happy clients with their name, their picture, their title, and their company. A very small picture of someone, plus their full name, their title, and company proves that this is not someone you've made up, not that you would, but it's surprising how often testimonials look threadbare. They look scarce. It's as if someone is afraid to name the person whose testimonial this is in full. So I want to provide no doubt that this is a real person with a real company and their testimonial can be verified. And that's why I do that on my proposal. So in terms of the content on the proposal, again, dates, times, uh, branding, the details of the program, the purpose of the training, and then something pointing out the principle of authority, 
your credibility, liking something you've got in common with that company, experience, uh, accreditation, scarcity, there's a deadline here, and social proof, I've helped other people just like them. Now, all of this fits nicely on one page. So what you can do is get the prospect back on the phone and say, I've got my proposal now, a rough outline in your inbox, can you check it? Or as I said, you could use G Drive. You can send a link to someone, they can click on the link, open up the G Drive doc, and there and then they can see you make amendments. And what I did was I asked my prospect, does what I have on front of you make sense? And she said, yes, hang on a sec, no. Uh, this needs to be a little cheaper, and the board are very conservative. And by the way, this thing is spelled this way. And then she said, you know what, let me do it. And she actually rephrased what I'd written. And then she said, yeah, they'll go for this. So in effect, this person had just coached me on how to sell to her internal audience, her internal decision makers. And however subtle this may seem to you, there's a huge psychological shift here because she has now invested time in this. She has skin in the game. And because she's edited this or helped me to make changes using her words, she now co-owns this psychologically. In fact, then she went to the board herself, got approval and called me back without me having to chase her by 11 o'clock the next morning. So what does this prove? Well, a couple of things. It means that the one-page proposal is speed and simplicity. It gets someone to a point where they can help you to phrase that and even sell it internally. And because that person has helped to develop it, they kind of co-own it and they're vested in it now to the point where they want this thing to work because it's been amended using his or her input. Does this always work like this? Of course not. This is not the point. The point is there are principles at work here which actually work if you put them to work. Okay? So the key takeaways today from this episode one, don't waste too much time going straight to contract because you want to get agreement, first of all, on the outline, the structure, the detail, the contract can follow. Number two, save time. Save time and effort by creating something that you can share as soon as humanly possible. And these days, thanks to technology like G Drive, it's possible to share something very quickly and have someone see that document and even co-edit this document in real time, which is really advantageous. Number three, keep the content to a one-pager that people can scan and say yes to quickly. Keep the legalese until you've done this. Number four, involve the person, if they're willing to help, you phrase it, to shape it and to sell it to their internal audience or their decision makers, because the person you're speaking with may understand the conversation, so the proposal has to work that much harder. It's got to be something which someone else, if there is an external decision maker or internal decision maker, I should say, the person you're not speaking to, if they've not yet seen this, you want to give them something which they can scan and say yes to quickly. And of course, if your contact, your prospect in this instance, has helped you to shape it and sell it and phrase it properly, this will be much more quickly done. Number five, then finally, is to use psychology. I mentioned four principles today from Dr. Cialdini's fantastic work, The Psychology of Persuasion or The Science of Persuasion. And those are social proof, scarcity, liking, and authority. Now, once the prospect said yes, 
which he did. I logged into PandaDoc and created a formal proposal, contract, and then invoiced the prospect or the now client through Xero, which is the accounting platform that I use. But more about all of those things in a future episode today, or rather next time. I don't want you to worry about the tech so much. I want you to think about the principles behind the tech. Thanks to technology, you can take advantage of speed and simplicity. The goal is to get something to someone as quickly as possible and get them to say yes to it and ideally to help you shape it. Thanks for your time today. This is one of the episodes suggested by someone. And of course, some of these ideas come to me sparked by conversations with you. We had our first mastermind in the Facebook training business Facebook group this week, rather last week, last Thursday. It was great fun. And we had people coming in from South Africa, from the UK, from Ireland. I would love you to join. So if you'd like to join the Facebook group, you simply agree to the conditions on Facebook and apply and that's it. And I'm quite happy to let you in. Of course, what I do stipulate is that you're willing to give as well as to take information from the group because it's all about helping each other as trainers. My email address for suggestions for platform or episode content that you think might make for a good helpful episode is mark at trainingbusiness.com. If you've got time to leave a review on Apple Podcasts about the show, I would be super grateful. But in the meantime, please subscribe to the podcast on your platform of choice, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and more. There is, of course, an episode next Thursday, every Thursday. So until then, keep selling, keep safe. Bye for now. once more for listening to this episode of the trainingbusiness.com podcast. Go to trainingbusiness.com and subscribe right now to be notified of great competitions, upcoming VIP episodes, and amazing special offers to help you succeed in your training business. See you next time.